Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this opportunity to gather together, Father, to hear your word. Father, we pray now that everything done and said will be to the upbuilding of your kingdom. Father, we pray that this message will not return void, but it will accomplish what it was sent to do. And we give you the praise and honor and glory for it in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to steal Michael's joke out of the bulletin. I had a joke that wasn't very funny. I think the one in the bulletin is pretty funny. If you already read it, laugh like you haven't, okay? So a group of, group of seniors were sitting around talking about all of their ailments. My arms have gotten so weak I can hardly lift this cup of coffee, said one. Yes, I know, said the other. My cataracts are so bad I can't even see my coffee. I couldn't even make an X at election time. My hands are so crippled. A volunteer to third. What? What? Speak up. I can't hear you, said another. I can't turn my head because an arthritis in my neck, said the fourth. Several nodded weakly in agreement. My blood pressure pills are making me so dizzy. He slammed another. I forget where I am and where I'm going. I guess that's the price you pay for getting old, winced one old man as he slowly shook his head and the others nodded in agreement. One lady added, well, count your blessings. Thankfully, we can still drive. <laughs> God bless y'all. We added another driver to the list this week, too, because Riley got her learner's permit. So if y'all see my truck swerving and not driving the speed limit, it's probably not me. <laughs> Um, all right, so what we're going to talk about this week is the abundance of the heart. Um, the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? So what we normally, how I normally approach this lesson is, is that, that we have to watch over our tongue and we have to put a guard over our tongue and we have to be careful what we say, right? And I have been studying this for, for a hot minute and, and, and I saw it in a different light this week. How about if you don't watch over your tongue? How about if you watch over your heart? Because if it's out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. If it's full of God's love and grace and wisdom, then you shouldn't have to worry about what your tongue is going to say because you should already know, right? That's an old thing Granny used to say that if you want to know what's in a man's heart, you watch him hit his hand with a hammer and you'll quickly learn exactly what he was thinking before it happened. So we're going to talk about that today about what, what do we need to do about the, this, this heart that we have? And what is it full of? And I personally am, am very guilty of, if, depending on what time of year it is, is where my conversation goes, right? I mean, it's October. There are really only two things I want to talk about other than God, right? I want to talk about football, and I want to talk about killing deer. And I'm a South Carolina fan, so usually that's just talking about killing deer because I don't usually have very thing good to say about football. But we slipped up in one last night, so I'll put football in the conversation. But when it's in the spring, I want to talk about goblin turkeys, right? And when it's in the summertime, I want to talk about going to the beach. It's what you're focused on seems to be your topic of conversation. So if we know... If we know that out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks, then we should be very careful over what we take in. All right, so I wrote a couple of them little statements down. I don't know if y'all really like them or not. I, I always kind of like them a lot. So what goes into your eyes and ears produces what comes out of your mouth. Think about it. What comes out of your eyes and goes into your eyes and your ears produces what comes out of your mouth. Why? Because how do you get stuff in your heart? I mean, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing 
and hearing by the Word of God. Also, faith comes by reading. You hear it on the inside, right? You, you, you read it verbally. You read it subconsciously, right? You go down the page and read. Faith comes by listening to, seeing, adopting, watching what God's Word says. So the more we see and the more we hear, the more we have on the inside of us. On the contrary, the less we hear and the less we see and the, the less we watch and the less we're involved and the less we do, the less we have on the inside of us. No, it's not less, less. It's less God, less. Because your eyes and ears and nose and mouth and your senses work all the time. And whether you're hearing God's word or you're hearing what the world says or whether you're watching the news and hearing about how terrible everything's going on or if you actually walk outside and smell the clean, fresh air and feel the warmth of the sun and enjoy being, you know, alive, your senses take in stuff constantly. That's what fills your heart up. And Sally has all over it. We go, we'll read some of those scriptures she keeps putting up on the screen in just a minute. So as we fill up our heart with God's word, the more full we are on the inside, the more we should be talking about it. Right? So, so the more deer hunting I've been doing, the more deer hunting I go talking about. The better my football team is, the more I want to talk about football. The more I hear about God's goodness and grace and mercy and love and kindness, the more I want to talk about God's love and mercy and grace and kindness. It's what you take in. And if you're surrounded by folks, right, if you're surrounded by folks that doesn't have, you don't hear any of that, if you can go days, listen, it is a tragedy. If you can go days without hearing God's word, you're starving to death. And what possibly could come out of your mouth that is good? And you're like, well, I'm a good person. I'm not me. I get it. But this is a spiritual principle that what you believe in your heart and say with your mouth, you're going to have. And your heart is filled up with your eyes and your ears. Um, turn with me to Proverbs. And I know you've heard this before. Chapter 18, and we're going to start with verse 20. From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. 21, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. To have faith, you have to hear. To be able to speak about it, you have to have heard it. If I ask you to translate a language you've never heard before, it wouldn't do you any good. We were coming home from the softball, the girls played softball yesterday, and we were driving home from Aiken, and, and I was listening to ESPN Blitz on the radio. None of y'all ever listen to ESPN Blitz on the radio, but it jumps from like five or six different college football games at the same time. Whoever's getting ready to score, and it's on the radio, so you're not watching it, you're listening to it. And then, you know, you go, we were listening to the Wake Forest game and the Texas game and the Alabama game and the other game. And Riley said, this sounds stranger to me than any language I have ever heard. What are they talking about? Because it goes from one broadcast to the next. And then she's like, you don't understand, do you? Yes, I understand. 
It's fourth and two on the three-yard line. Are they going to go for it or going to kick the field goal? And then they go to the next one, and then they go to the next one. But she has no knowledge of that, right? She didn't grow up loving football. So what you have on the inside of you, you relate to and identify. And so when you have this stuff on the inside of you that comes out of your mouth, we talk about controlling your mouth. I'm saying you need to control what you see and hear and taste. We have to be so particular over what we hear and what we see and what we meditate on and what we read and what we spend time listening to that it develops on the inside of us. Not for bad, for good. <clears throat> All right. Um, Matthew. I think Sally put up Luke, but it's in Matthew and Luke. They both talked about it for a minute. I like Matthew a little bit better because it's got a little bit more background. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 15. <clears throat> And it's, this is a catch-me question, right? All of the Pharisees and, and, and the Sadducees, they loved to harass Jesus over things that were tedious. That they were trying to catch him on some little thing, and he was on such a different level. But in verse, uh, chapter 15, verse 1, Then some of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and, and asked, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders, and they don't wash their hands before they eat? And Jesus replied, And why do you break the command of God for your... For the sake of your tradition, for God said, honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is devoted to God, they are not to honor their father or mother with it. Thus nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. In verse 8, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain, and their teaching is merely human rules. <clears throat> and Jesus said in 10, Jesus called to the crowd and said, listen and understand. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth is what defiles them. Granddad E.P. used to say, you should study to be quiet, right? Because even if you're a dummy, you can let them think you're a dummy or instead of opening your mouth and proving that they was right, that you was a dummy the whole time. But it's what comes out of our mouth that defines us. So when we are in this situation of where... <clears throat> I don't want to read the whole thing. Hold on. I'm in the wrong chapter. <laughs> All right, that was a later verse, my bad. It kind of fit, but it didn't. Um, Matthew 12. And we'll start with 33 because I already wasted some time. 33, make a tree, <clears throat> make a tree good and its fruit will be good, or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized for its fruit. 34, you brood of vipers, how can you say? You are e <clears throat> How can you who are evil say anything good for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of? And a good man brings things out of the good stored up in him. And an evil man brings things 
out of the evil that is stored up in him. So when we, when you people see us work and people see us do, it, it, it goes back to what Daddy was saying a couple weeks ago, right? The book of you. People watch us, people see us do, and it's what we say and how we say it and where we are and what we do. That's who defines us as Christians. And that's who gives us our testimony, right? So, but out of the abundance of our heart is who we are on a daily basis. When we show up, now look, some of y'all showed up today because your wife made you come or because you felt like you were going to disappoint somebody if you didn't come. And some of you came for because you really, really wanted to come. Those actions that we take, those, they define us as a person. And when we start to renew our mind and develop the relationship with God, coming to church and fellowshipping and witnessing and being an example to the world becomes less of a responsibility and more of an opportunity. Now I can bet most of y'all did not like jump out of bed this morning and go, praise God, we get to go to church this morning. I bet you didn't. Did anybody did? Did anybody do that? Gary? God bless you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Most of you didn't. Most of you don't look at opportunities to where you get to go share the gospel and go, Oh, buddy, if they turn this conversation the right way, I'm going to get to tell them about Jesus. Is that how y'all feel? Is that how y'all go to school or work? You go, man, today, if old so-and-so brings it up today, I'm going to tell him how much Jesus loves him. He'll make my whole week better than But when we watch over our hearts, when we guard our hearts, what comes out of our mouth, <clears throat> man, this is difficult to explain. We cannot be, well, James says you can't be tossed to and fro like a wave, right? And be unstable for a double-minded man is, is no value. But we can't be a contradiction of ourselves. We can't be full of love and grace and compassion one minute and filth and disgust the next minute. It can't, it can't happen. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We have to decide what it's going to be full of. We have to decide who we're going to be and what we're going to bring to the table. Think about it like this. That what comes out of your mouth is a display screen for your heart. You, you know what I mean? Some of y'all ever got to where we, uh, like you plug the monitor into the computer. You can have all the stuff in the computer. The computer will work great and have all this great stuff. But if it doesn't have a monitor, it's really pretty useless, right? If you can't see what's on the inside of the computer, it can do all the calculations and all the stuff. And, but if you, if you don't have a display screen, you can't see it. Well, what comes out of our mouth is the display screen of our heart. It's what we project into the world. It's how people see who we really are. And look, have you ever said something you weren't supposed to? Oh, yeah, this week. Probably a couple times. Did that make us less? No. But we have to understand that when we are in situations that out of our heart comes our display screen. When there's time for grace and mercy and love, 
We don't want a black screen that has nothing on it. Right? We don't want to be hollow and shallow and fake. Like, like the Pharisees were in 15, that they're worried about washing their hands and not worried about God's people. I gotta, I'm trying to get it to where it's, it's relatable. I really am. It, it, is, it is so imperative. It is so imperative to understand that what we have on the inside of us comes out of us. And that's our opportunity to be the witness to the world. It's our opportunity to, to show up that, that <clears throat> you can be the best Christian you want to be inside these four walls. I get it. You can show up and you can listen and you can tithe and you can amen every once in a while. And you can laugh at my little terrible jokes. But if you don't take it with you and when you go outside of the four walls, I don't know if I'm failing you or you're failing me or we're both failing God. Because our purpose to be here is, is to be a display screen and an example to the world of what they want. They just don't know it. See, the, those same Pharisees and Sadducees, they thought by if they made all of these rules and they did all of these things that that made them good. When the truth is, is that if not for Jesus, we ain't none good. That's some great English right there. But when we, <laughs> sometimes you got to just say it, you know what I mean? And don't come out like it's supposed to. That, trying to get it to say what it's supposed to say. But being children of God and knowing who we are, what we have on our heart displays on the outside of us. So we need to work on that. I hear, how do we work on that? Well, you know, we've got to do some stuff. Uh, let's back up just a second. Uh, Romans chapter 10. And see, man, I want to be clear. Everybody, I know some folks that say that it really don't matter, right? This whole name it and claim it thing that's really a bad idea. It's a, it's a, it's a poor reflection of the gospel but but if you're a christian right if you if you're born again you, you have already lived romans 10 9 and 10 romans 10 9 says if you declare with your mouth that jesus is lord and you believe in your mind in your soul no in your heart that same heart that is abundant if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For it is with your soul, mind, spirit, no, heart, <laughs> that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So without your heart being full, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. So when you say that I am believe in God, raised him from the dead, and saved me, that comes from the inside of your heart, through your mouth. It is impossible to have salvation without believing in your heart and saying with your mouth. Well, the truth is, it's impossible to have lots of stuff without believing in your heart and saying with your mouth. That's the whole thing, right? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
So if you walk around with doom and gloom and death and destruction coming out of your mouth and filth, you don't have a mouth problem. You have a heart problem. Everybody understand? It's not your mouth that I'm worried about. It is your heart. Because when your heart is full of God's word, it is virtually impossible for it to come out of your mouth anything but that. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you believe that he died for you and you believe that he was raised again from the dead and you say that, that you profess your faith and are saved, that is the basis of the Christian religion, right? This is Romans 9 and 10. John 3, 16. Romans 10, 9 and 10. This is the basis for the relationship. So, if we know that we don't have a mouth problem, but we have a heart problem, then how do we fix that? How do we fix our heart? Romans 12, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in a view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And this is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and or heart, that you will be able to test and approve God's will, his good and pleasing, perfect will. So we have to... If we worried about what's in our heart, we already said that what goes in our eyes and what goes in our ears fills up our heart. If we want to work on our heart, then we need to work on what goes in our eyes and what goes in our ears. And if we are really concerned over what goes in our eyes and ears, maybe, just maybe, we should spend a little bit of time reading the instruction manual. We should spend a little bit of time meditating on God's Word. Spending time in prayer, talking to God on a daily basis. Spending time in quiet and waiting on God to talk to us. See, if you want your heart to be right, you have to get in line with God. And the only way, <coughs> there's only a couple ways I know how we can talk to God. It's in prayer, it's reading His Word. So if you have a heart problem, then you ain't reading enough. You don't have to take a baby aspirin or whatever. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Whatever medicine for your heart. I ain't got a heart problem I'm talking about. I'm talking about what God's word says about you. What God's word says to you. What God's word has promised you. That information needs to get embedded down into your heart. Where you know that you know that you know that it is unshakable. Then... When you are full of God's word and grace and love and kindness, then you don't have to worry about watching your mouth. <clears throat> the new little um, app that they do the score to softball games now, they have a, a neat little feature. It's called Game Changer. And, and you can hook a video camera to it, and you can actually stream live video back to whoever's phone that wants to watch the game, and you can watch the game live. I mean, all of my kids have all played in all kinds of videos. You can go back and watch the games. It's pretty neat. Unfortunately, I am very loud. And I'm very loud all of the time. And if Crystal is ever not there, I get a text. As soon as the game starts, I can hear you on the camera. 
She don't really mean that I can hear you on the camera. What she really means is be very careful whose kid you are talking trash about who is not playing like they're supposed to because everybody can hear you on the camera. That's what she's talking about. Truth is, though, I still say it and it doesn't really matter. The truth is the truth. I'm more of a commentator than I am a spectator sometimes. But if we have, the, if we have our heart in check, you don't have to get that text that says, be careful, everybody can hear you. In fact, I look forward to everybody hearing me. Because I want to tell them how great God is and how much He loves them and how He died for them and how His grace is sent for them and how out of <clears throat> the abundance of our heart, we speak about His mercy and His grace and His love and His kindness. Now, sometimes when you look at situations, it's perspective, right? It's the story about the little boy who was going to, was said he was the best hitter that ever was. And he threw the ball up and he missed it. Y'all know Kenny Rogers did a song on it, right? And he threw the ball up and he swung and missed. And then he said, well, I'll strike one. And he threw it up and he swung and missed. And that's strike two. And he threw it up. And, oh, that's strike three. And they were like, oh, man, you're a terrible hitter. And he said, no, actually, I'm just a really good pitcher. So sometimes there's perspective on what comes out of our mouth. Sometimes we see things that are happening around us and go, oh, God, how could you put me into this? Instead of, thank God, I'm in this to where I can be the shining example to everybody that's around me. When we are so in tune to what God says about us and who we are, we should look at every situation that we're in as an opportunity to be the testimony that changed somebody's life. And you never can tell when that is. But if you drill a, a well and put a water pump in it and you turn on the faucet, water comes out of it, right? And you can try all you want, but oil is not coming out of that. Gas is not coming out of that. It's only a water well, right? Why? Because that's what it's drilled down into. That's what's tapped. If you don't have God on the inside of you and you don't renew your mind and your heart is not filled with God's love and grace, you can try your best to be a good witness. But that well is only bringing water to the top. It's only going to put out what's already on the inside. Right? You, you drill it down into a big pocket of water and you pump water, it's going to pump water and pump water until there ain't no more water. What comes out of your mouth is going to pump what's in your heart. And it's going to keep talking and keep talking and keep talking and keep talking. And it's the, it's the same thing. Now, if you change the well and you move it over there and put it in some oil, then maybe it'll pump some oil. But if you change what's in your heart, that affects what comes out of your mouth. It's not a mouth problem. It's a heart problem. We have to focus our heart on what's good and what's righteous. The Bible says that we have to guard our heart. Why? Because that's where our words come from. Because that's where God's word is stored on the inside of us. Because when we believe in our heart and say with our mouth, that's what made us part of the body to start off with. You don't have a mouth problem. We have a heart problem. 
And I have a heart solution. Meditating, reading, and <clears throat> studying God's Word. Praying and spending time with God. Fix the heart problem. Literally and physically. Because it... If you read enough, it says, by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed, too, by the way. Our heart is mended by what's in this book. And look, there, there's some tragedies in this book, and there's some hero stories, and there's some, some good things and some bad things. I mean, things, all kinds of different kinds of stuff happens in this book. But it was written on purpose for your benefit, for you to be the better Christian, for you to develop who you're supposed to be. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you don't like what you hear coming out of your mouth, you've got to check what's on the inside in your heart. It's not a mouth problem. It's a heart problem. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you and praise you for your word. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to, to preach the gospel. We just give you the praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.